Welcome to the 12th House, a podcast where we irreverently explore the wellness, well-being, and spirituality space and make other people do it with us. I'm Michelle Palazon, the host and the head witch in charge here at Holisticism. Holisticism is the parent company of the 12th House, the North Node, and the Cusp, and I'm so happy that you're here this week. I'm a little palate cleanser. We normally have a guest on Tuesdays, but we are transitioning into our summer programming where we're diving deep on a bunch of topics starting with manifestation actually so we have a bunch of guests who are going to be talking about manifestation you'll hear a little bit more about that on friday with me and wallace but today i wanted to clear the palette be the sort of audio sorbet and talk a little bit about the north node because it's summer solstice I hope you frolicked in the sun, you greeted her <laughs> at sunrise, you you know made a flower crown, you gave something back to the earth. And because it's summer solstice, that also means that the doors are now open to the North Node, which is our private members community for intuitive entrepreneurs. And we've been running the North Node for almost two and a half years, and it's such a magical, special place. I feel so lucky to be able to be part of it. And I guess like I've never really talked about why I started it. And it was because I felt like profoundly alone. So I want to talk about why we started the North Node and why it is what it is. And it's set up set up in a very specific way. It's set up as a community with this trine of success, uh, community content and coaching. But it's really the emphasis is on community and learning from each other. And why I think that's like massively important and magical and like so valuable. And I also want to talk about like why we're, this is the last time we're going to open the doors to it and why we run on sliding scale and why we have a set number of scholarships because I'm really fucking nosy. <laughs> You're going to learn that from this conversation. I'm so nosy. I just like want to understand how everyone else's business works and how people run things and like how they make numbers work. And often I'll just like ask and have people tell me. And that's kind of a superpower of mine is like just asking when other people won't ask. But I want to like give that gift back to you and just show you how this works because I think that's part of the magic of the North Node is showing our trade secrets is like showing how we do the things that we do especially when they're counterintuitive or the opposite of how society is telling us to do them especially in business and sharing them with others so that we can all be successful and not blow this planet up with extractive capitalist principles and still run businesses that support us and support our communities and support our breath and support our intuition and are full of magic. So that is my big dream is to like teach hundreds and thousands of people how to run intuitive businesses that support their communities and support themselves. And my small step to doing that is through the North Node. And I was inspired to create this because it was something I desperately needed. When I was, when I started holisticism, it was like such a traditional, typical intuitive entrepreneur archetypal journey. And traditionally, typically on the archetypal journey for an intuitive entrepreneur or intuitive creator, someone who goes from seeker all the way through the steps to visionary. And the steps are seeker, detective, alchemist, advocate, and then finally visionary. And Often that seeker, when you first get started, you're just looking for truth, right? And really you have no interest and no business starting a company or starting a movement. You are just looking for the truth for yourself. And that was so me when I first got started. In fact, like it's very common for people who eventually become intuitive entrepreneurs 
to like when they first get started say, I never want to start a business. I have no interest in running a business. That sounds so boring and lame and it's not what I want to do. And that was me like to the T. I did not ever want to be an entrepreneur. I remember when I was visiting colleges, when I was, you know, a senior in high school, visiting a school, walking into the business building and being like, this place is so depressing and I never want to do this. And and now here I am running a business and I love it. But when I first got started, that certainly wasn't my intention. It was almost like I couldn't help but be pulled into starting this thing. It was like everything in the universe aligned for me to, for better or worse, like do this thing, right? I had these crazy jobs at startups that like really taught me that I could do what I wanted and I didn't have to be an expert. I could be a contributor in my area. I didn't need to be a guru. I could just have some ideas and like I didn't need to be perfect. I just had to get started. And I went through this breakup that gave me so much free time and really asked me to step more into myself and and what I believed in and to lean more into my spiritual and wellness practices without fear of judgment from a partner. And sort of exploring these aspects and elements of myself again for better or for worse sort of like thrust me into making holisticism it popped down as an idea in my brain after doing like meditation every day for 30 days and the name came into my brain holisticism holistic mystic realism a place where I could dance between these two worlds of the ordinary world and the special world with other people who wanted to do that with me and I didn't want to start it I didn't want to be in public I didn't I don't I didn't want people to see me I didn't want people to judge me but I couldn't help but make this thing. Even when I tried to make it anonymously, like I had to keep showing up. It was like it demanded to keep going. Honestly, when I started holisticism, I thought this is going to die a natural death in six months. It won't take off. It won't go anywhere. Just like when I tried to journal every day, just like when I tried to write that blog, just when I tried to like, you know, become a photographer, just like when I tried to do XYZ thing, right? Get into knitting, whatever. I thought it would just be a thing that died a natural death. And I was okay with that. And I actually wanted that, right? I wanted a reason for it to just go away. And I wanted it to like, I wanted to be able to say like, well, I I experimented with that. Let's, it was cool, but it didn't. It just kept going. It was like this, it's like this cat that had nine lives. Like it wanted to be alive and it was going to be alive whether I wanted it to be or not. And I was just along for the ride. And I think that this happens to so many intuitive entrepreneurs, especially at that seeker phase where they're searching for truth by looking outside of themselves to other people. And what we learn at this phase is that really the only truth we need to know is who we are in any given moment and what we believe. And as long as we have our own internal compass, we don't need to know all the truths, all of the world's knowledge. We just have to know when we're in right relationship and we have to know how to point ourselves to our own North Star. And once we know how to do that, we know how to take the next best step and we don't have to have the entire roadmap planned out. We just need to know the next best step. And so I was in that position, right? I'd built this thing. I had built this community and I figured, well, this is like, this wants to be a business (laughs) and I can monetize this thing because I'm really spending a lot of time on it and doing it for free and actually investing some money into it that I don't really have. So I guess I should like go raise money for it and make a product. And I ended up doing that, making this digital product, this, this SaaS product software, coding it myself. And then I started to talk to investors and I started to be in the world of 
the quote unquote business, right? Typical startup business that I definitely come from, but didn't align with. I always felt like there was just something that wasn't right about me in that space. It was like a shoe that was just a little too small or maybe like a jacket that's just a little bit too small right under the armpits. And you're like, I can kind of move my arms and not really. Like I can't reach my hand over my head. <laughs> this is not ideal because I would like love to be able to fix my hair. And there was just something that felt off always. And I kept getting results like I would meet with investors and some of it was horrible and some of it was also great and where I really felt seen in some ways but I also felt like I had to hide elements and aspects of myself and I also mostly felt like wow these people do not have the same values as me and that's okay we don't all have to have the same values but my values were that of equity and listening to intuition and centering people who traditionally weren't centered and magic, leaving room for magic and also like creating a business that felt regenerative as opposed to extractive. And like I was wringing out my customers or my community for all of the money in their pockets. And that was what I felt like people kept telling me I needed to do in order to be successful. And I just didn't believe in that. It wasn't in alignment with me and it didn't feel good and it wasn't what I wanted to make or do. And I remember coming home from meeting with an investor that I had like really, you know, this investor on paper seemed like everything that I wanted. They were a husband and wife couple. They were pretty intuitive. They had invested in wellness businesses before. They came really highly recommended to me and and it was not a good meeting. It was a meeting where I felt like I was not being seen. And that probably wasn't their fault. It was probably my fault. But we just weren't in alignment. We didn't have the same set of like needs. And I remember sitting in my kitchen with my partner crying and just being like, I don't think I'm strong enough to do this. Like, I don't think I'm strong enough to play in this field with all these people who have really different beliefs than me and want really different things for the world than I do and know myself and stay true to myself. I just don't think I'm strong enough. And and like there's no shame in that. I wasn't because it took so much energy for me to try and be the most authentic version of myself, to keep my to be uncompromising in my values. It took so much energy in this in this ecosystem that I almost couldn't do anything else. It was like it took everything inside of me just to like stay upright. It's it was like swimming upstream. And I wanted a place where I could be myself and I didn't have to spend so much energy trying to be like everyone else and trying to like be quote unquote normal or like trying to defend myself and who I was and that my and why I believed in what I believed in. And, you know, maybe if I was braver or if I was, you know, stronger or if I cared less about what other people thought, I could have done it. But at that point in my life, I I did care what people thought and uh, I still do. And it would be a lie to say that like I could totally ignore what was going on in the space and just march to my own drum. I felt like I needed to completely extricate myself from the system that didn't support me or support the type of business that I wanted to make in the world. And I wanted a place where I could be around other entrepreneurs who and businesses, business owners and businesses who believed in magic and intuition and running practical businesses as much as I did. And 
I saw glimmers of it. I knew that I wasn't alone, you know? Like, I knew it was possible. I saw amazing companies like Sister that were talking about proposals for the feminine economy. I saw incredible herbalists who are running businesses on sliding scale and acupuncture clinics that were making their work super accessible to lots and lots of people. I felt like, well, I'm not alone in this. Like, I'm not trying to do something that's impossible. I'm just trying to do something that's really different than what's traditional. And I've never been a traditionalist, so that's okay. I just need to find my people. And I know that they exist. And I started talking to people on the phone and in meetings and on, you know, (laughs) on coffee dates, other often women who are running businesses. And we would share what was working for us in these ways to sort of like dismantle the patriarchal systems around business that sort of like, you have to be pragmatic in this way. You need to look this way. You need to act this way. You need to run your business this way in order to make billions of dollars, which means you pretty much like have to be as unethical as possible. And we were exchanging our trade secrets of like, well, actually, you know, I found that when you, when you try to hire people this way, when you actually like talk to them like normal people and, and invest in them as human beings and like ask about their human design type, that it like really works. Or I found that when I, when I pay people really fairly and I also like loop them into how they might get equity in my business and like how we, if we both thrive, like we're both going to thrive, that actually is like way more incentivizing than paying the minimum wage. And I found that actually like when I do candle magic, I know it sounds silly, but like doing some sort of ritual when I launch a new product like really helps me so much or when I launch something on the quarter moon because that like energy of the quarter moon is going like it feels like my business does so much better and I kept having these conversations like stolen away and they felt like these little nuggets of like okay there's something here we all want this thing we all are doing this together we're all finding a new way and if we can just amplify each other's voices and be in the same room and share these trade secrets together, then we can all do this. Like this doesn't have to be the non-traditional weird way of doing business. It can be the future of doing business. And we don't have to sacrifice our values and our beliefs and our magic in order for it to be true. We actually can embrace the things that make us (laughs) the outcasts in the typical sort of business circles and own them. And like it will, it works and it it's working. Like we're running really dope businesses that pay us and pay other people and give back to our communities. And that's really cool. And here's the thing, like there's so much magic in tra- sharing your trade secrets as opposed to trying to keep your trade secret secrets locked away. You know, like the best chefs, they write cookbooks full of their best recipes, <laughs> right? Like why do we act like, the things that work for us so well in our businesses are things that need to be hidden and like hoarded. It's such an old paradigm of running a business and being in community. Listen, if I can teach you how to run a business that doesn't extract value from the earth or extract the souls out of the people that work with you and doesn't burn you out and actually is generative for you and your community and the people that work for you, then that's good for me too. Like, why would I try to hide that away? And that was why the North Node was born, right? Like, that's what we do in there. We create this 
great hall, (laughs) this space for people to share their trade secrets, to share what's working for them, to share their magic. Because you know that when you share your magic, it amplifies. It makes you more powerful, (laughs) makes you better. You know, there's this great book called The Gift by Lewis Hyde. And in it, we're actually talking about this in quarter three of the North Node in July, July through September. We're talking about your sacred work and the law, this the universal law of compensation. So we're talking about sacred sales. I know that sounds so cheesy, but sales are like massively important and they're an actual like money energetic that most people don't understand, which is why most people don't make a ton of revenue is because they're afraid of sales and sales do not have to be scary and they don't have to be sleazy. They're actually like, incredibly alchemical and very magical for everyone involved, but that's uh, a story for another day. But Lewis Hyde talks about sacred work and how when we are embodying our sacred work and sharing what we're here to do, sharing our gifts, our gifts amplify, they magnify, they get stronger, they get better. When we hoard our gifts away from people, when we hide them, when we you know hide them under, you know, in the closet or under a bushel or something and like try to just keep them to ourselves, they shrivel they deplete, they lose magnetism, they lose power. In order to keep amplifying yourself, to keep magnifying, to keep growing, to keep expanding, you have to share your sacred gifts. You have to do your sacred work. You have to share your trade secrets and and do it with vigor and enthusiasm. And I think that's what we do really well inside the North Node and with this community. So there's three big, big components of the North Node, what we call the chine of success, community, content, and coaching. So when you join, you're basically joining like what we call intuitive business school, kind of like when you go to college, right? When you go to college, you have seminars with your professor, and then you have small groups where you meet up with the TA or with your small community, and you really like discuss and and get into implementing what you learned in your big lesson, right? You also have like the quad where you connect with your people and you meet friends and sometimes you meet your lifelong friends, right? Where you're talking and interacting and sharing and learning in that social way not just in an academic way. And then you also have like your university library, your Hogwarts, if you will. And inside of that library is all the things that you need in order to advance your education. But you don't go into the library and like pull out the very first book that you see on a shelf and try to read the whole thing, right? You go into the library usually looking for something, looking for a reference or for an answer or maybe to research a couple of things. Sometimes you pull out a book that looks interesting and you take it home to read it, but most of the time we pop into the library on an as-needed basis. And as you go through in college or any university or school in general, there's a set of milestones that you achieve, right? You have your first year, second year, third year, fourth year. You get all of your prerequisites out of the way, and then you get to take elective classes or the classes that you need for whatever it is that you're majoring in or you're minoring in or you're focusing on. And so in the North Node, our classes are what we do every quarter. It's where we're really focusing on a master class. And then we have implementation. So we give you either a challenge or other additional classes and times to meet up with your community to really implement your work. We're starting something new in quarter three called just like our community covens where you'll meet with other people who are on the same wavelength as you, maybe in the same industry or at the same level on the same spot on the intuitive 
entrepreneur archetypal journey. And there'll be small groups where you can hold each other accountable and kind of be study buddies, go deep on a concept or an idea and work with each other, self, you know, co-teach each other, guide each other, self-coach in a way or peer coach into the next step of your journey. So that's your con- your big content. And then you've got the library, which is all the stuff that we've talked about over the last two years in the North Node, plus lots of other valuable content. And that's where you really can go and dive into Intuitive Business School, which is a whole vertical where you learn about copywriting and sales and money and being a CFO for your business and partnerships and Facebook ads. And then there's a section on mysticism and magic there's a section on how does self-care as an entrepreneur or as a creator and then inside of that content we also have your intuitive archetype journey so that's what you're going to follow kind of like you would when you're going from freshman year all the way to senior year and at every step from the seeker to the detective to the alchemist to the advocate to the visionary there's a set of milestones that you're going to check off So, you know, you really can treat the North Node however you want to. It can be self-guided and you can kind of pop in and use the library however you want. More of like, I guess, make your own, make your own elective or make your own major, the Gallatin School at NYU. Or you can follow this sort of set curriculum. And we built that. We follow the intuitive archetype journey because we know that that's the fastest way to collapse a timeline. So we know that if you hit all these milestones, if you go through this archetypal journey, you go through these milestones and these initiations that inevitably happen along these steps of the journey, that you'll have everything you need to move forward. And so often what happens to entrepreneurs is that they're missing the core sort of like foundational knowledge that they need that they were supposed to learn at the beginning of their journey because they don't have a mentor or a guide teaching them how to do this. Like there's no one talking really openly about how to be an intuitive entrepreneur and run a generative ethical business. So like, how are you supposed to know what you need to learn? I Like Google, even Google, like how are you supposed to know, right? So we miss some steps in the beginning sometimes and that can cause a roadblock in the future. So if you feel like you've been kind of chugging along in your business for a couple of years, but things aren't really working anymore, or you're not able to progress to the next level, it's probably because you're missing some fun foundational steps. And you just got to go back and you got to master those so you can really move forward. And honestly, that's like reparenting, right? That's why we get stuck at a certain maturity level, emotional maturity level, or why we get sometimes stuck in our trauma is because we, we weren't able to grow past a certain emotional age because of our how we grow up and that's why we need to reparent ourselves to move forward it's the same in your intuitive business so we've got all that content and like that alone would be so so valuable and so juicy but then we've got our community and our community is just like chock full of incredible people who are sharing what they learn in real time and co-creating together. And instead of being against each other, instead of being competitors, they're collaborators. And they are the most magical people ever. You know, like it's one thing to learn by yourself, to experiment by yourself and to make mistakes by yourself. It is another incredibly valuable thing, invaluable thing to learn from someone else's mistakes, to learn from someone you respect's mistakes. And, you know, we try to teach about our mistakes in the North Node. I'll tell you some of our mistakes in just a couple minutes. But I think that by just sharing that and that the humanness that it is to be a maker, like someone who's on the pathway to becoming a visionary, it's, it's, 
it really makes you feel less alone. It really makes you feel like I can do this because I'm not out here by myself trying to do the impossible. I have people who believe in me and who have my back and who are willing to drop what they're doing to help me and support me. And I'm willing to do the same for them. And that is very special. And to me, that's very rare. I haven't found that many times in my life. And um, I'm consistently blown away by the people in the North Node and that they hold that space for each other. And then finally, we have coaching. We have self-coaching and team coaching where you can meet with me as a North Node member. We do that complimentary. Those are called uncrossing calls. And we'll have 20 minutes to go over whatever it is that you're really struggling with. And those get published to the community so you can learn from what other people are going through. And I hear from our North Road members, that's a, one of the valuable, most valuable things is hearing someone else get coached on, on the problem that you have. And then we have self-coaching with our future visioning sessions. And that's where you get to coach yourself through the roadblock that you might be running into by making a quantum leap, by collapsing your timeline. It's really cool. And it's an amazing skill that once you get, once you know how to do it, it really creates so much ease and so much like movement in your business and so we've got community content and coaching plus lots of other amazing benefits you know north node members get free access to the cusp they get tons of discounts they get freebies they get all the juicy good stuff and they also get to see the ins and outs of how we run holisticism i'm nosy as shit like i said and i love seeing like pulling the curtain back on how other people do things especially people who I think are running a business that I admire and just hearing like what worked for them and what didn't. And a big thing that we've been sharing about lately is sliding scale because we run our whole business on sliding scale. We started doing that 18 months ago and it's been really challenging, but really rewarding at the same time. And in the North Node, we have a, a massive amount of scholarship spots that are available that we run. That's what our sliding scale is. So our two lowest sliding scale tiers are scholarship spots, meaning they are far below market price of what it costs us to make the North Node to hire our team, to pay contractors. We pay every person who comes in and teaches a masterclass. We pay guest coaches who come in and talk about human design and numerology and Enneagram and astrology. There's a lot that goes into making what we make. And we know, I know as a business owner, what my numbers are. So I know what my costs are, my OPEX, what I need in order, my COGS basically, what I need in order to make my business run. So like the bare minimum. I also know what like the middle tier is to basically like just have a skeleton crew. And that's not a healthy generative way to run a business. Like it isn't, right? If you're running just a skeleton crew, that's when people get burnt out. And that's where many entrepreneurs live is like they're barely making their making ends meet. And then finally, I know what I need to make in order to keep the business generative for everyone involved to make sure that my entire team has their needs met in the ways that they need their needs met. So things like healthcare, things like dental, things like time off, spaciousness for mental health days or weeks, spaciousness for working remotely or working in an office all the things, uh, spaciousness for educate, ongoing education for them, and also so that I can continue to provide more free content through everything that we do with holisticism. So we know what our costs are, and we know there's a set number of scholarship spots that we can give away. It is a massive number in order to make sure that we've got, because we have pretty low overhead because we're a virtual business. That's a, one of the benefits. We don't make physical products. So 
I know that in order to keep my business afloat and give everything, everyone what they need, I can give away X number. It's like hundreds of scholarship spots and I can have hundreds of the our typical pricing. And I think that something that often is confusing for people is that's when you hear sliding scale, you think, well, I can just pay what I whatever I want. And that's definitely a way to run sliding scale. But what I've learned in the last 16, 18 months is that that actually causes more anxiety to people. And that's not fair. Let me tell you why. Because when you don't inform people as to what your business needs to survive, you are doing them a disservice and you're doing yourself a disservice because you're setting yourself up to be disappointed and feel taken advantage of. And guess what system takes advantage of people? Capitalism. So if we are moving away from a, if we're being capitalism critical, right? And we're moving away from being extractive and sort of like taking advantage of people as much as possible, then I think we need to treat customers and our community as wildly as intelligent as they are and loop them into how a business works, right? How it runs. We know that in order to be able, in order to give all the scholarships that we want to give, we have to make this amount of money. Like if we don't, we can't support that. Because if you think about all the money and time that goes into maintaining scholarships, servicing those customers, making sure that they're taken care of, that their needs are met, being able to answer those emails, there's a lot that goes into that. And it's something that I think people don't often think about. And the reason I share is because we actually are totally out of scholarship spots at this moment in time. We've sold through all of them, which blows my mind. And we still have a couple of spots available for the North Node at our the true cost of what it costs to join. So they're not scholarship spots. And our scholarships, are, of course, are need-based. So they're for people who experience financial or resource hardship. And they're self-selecting. So everyone who's on a scholarship is on a scholarship that is honor code and self-selected. We don't make people jump through hoops to prove their need. We trust that when you are in need, that's what you'll ask for. And we also know as a community, the beautiful thing about sliding scale is that it's fluid. So when you have more, you can give more. If you have a great month, you can move your sliding scale up to the next tier and pay a little more the next month. And know that contributes to giving another person a scholarship who might need it. And eventually that's our goal, right? Our goal with all the business content that we give is to get people to the place where they're running and just like banging business. That's like making them awesome, awesome resource and like is resourcing their community and feels really good and aligned. So much so that they can pour back into the community that's poured into them. Because that, my friends, is true empowerment. That's empowering versus enabling. That is community care. And that's the culture that we want to create, or I think we say we want to create. And I hear so many people talking about anti-capitalist principles and trying to run anti-capitalist businesses. And I think that's really amazing. And I run a capitalism critical business. We're, yes, trying to divest from the problematic aspects of capitalism, but we still exist in this world and on this plane. And that means that we need to be really thoughtful about every choice that we make. And we're really pri prioritizing longevity. And so how can we create longevity personally, spiritually, materially, 
for our community and for this work that we're here to do. Because it doesn't do anyone good if we burn out, if we go bankrupt because we aren't balancing our books, right? If we're not making money, that doesn't help anybody. (laughs) And I think that this is the struggle that so many intuitive business entrepreneurs run into is they want to give so much and be in service. And they also put themselves last. And I think truly a business that is capitalism critical is focusing on longevity and care and making sure that people's needs are met and doing that in a boundaried, healthy way that doesn't deprioritize our own needs, that acknowledges the humanness of everyone involved, of you, of me, of my employees, of everyone, right? And that is so hard in a world that wants us to be internet avatars, people without feelings who we can cancel. It is so much more courageous to choose to see people as human and as magic than it is to view people as cogs in this machine that don't have souls or hearts. And it's all connected, you know, like (laughs) I'm getting like excited because like, this is, this is how these things work together. How can you not believe in, how can you believe in abolition and not believe in like an intuitive business that gets everyone's needs met? Like they go hand in hand, right? Abolition is all about love and like seeing the human. <laughs> and it gets me excited because it, it makes me recognize and see that like there is truth in this stuff. And I know there's truth because we have this beautiful thriving business. We have almost full, our uh, almost full community and that goes into me, I'm going to wrap it up here, but you know, we, we decided to make a really hard choice as a team to cap the North node at a, at a certain number of members. And we did that because we couldn't endlessly scale this offering with the team that we have. And my choice was either to hire a bunch of more people, (laughs) a bunch more people and train them quickly and move really fast and try to like scale this magic or to say, you know what? for everyone, for everyone, what we need to do is move more slowly, slow down to speed up. That means that we are going to have to be okay with maybe our bottom line being less because we're giving a higher quality of care to people and we're still getting our needs met. We are not going to burn ourselves out and like wear ourselves thin in order to just make, you know, in service of just making more money, right? Or like onboarding more people, accommodating more people because they want it. We're also creating a healthy self-honoring system for ourselves as a team and as business owners. And I believe that when we create self-honoring practices and model those practices for ourselves in the work that we do, we give other people permission to do them too. And we give other people, when we have compassion for ourselves, we give people permission to have compassion for us and vice versa. So We have a limited number of spots in the North Node this time around. We are about 35% at capacity as of recording this. So I don't know where we'll be when you listen to this, but doors are supposed to close to the North Node on the 27th, which is Sunday. They might close before then just because we might hit our, our number and we might hit our maximum. And that's what we know we can responsibly, like I know I can responsibly give people an amazing experience at this number with the team that I have. And maybe in the future, we'll be able to have, you know, 20 more people join us on our team. But right now, we are 
we care more about longevity than exponential growth for exponential growth's sake. We care about the humanness and also keeping the magic of this amazing sacred space that we've created together, this amazing safe space. And I can't, in good conscience, I can't promise that I can deliver that if we just grow for the sake of growing. And it's my responsibility to keep the space safe and sacred and to ask the people who join it to help it stay safe and sacred too because that's what we're doing. We're co-creating it together. Anyways, I'm getting like so earnest right now, but that's the point of the North Node. And, you know, people will be able to join on like a one-off basis as people sort of graduate. We'll have a wait list and we'll basically like call you and ask you if you want to join. It'll be, it'll be cool, but it'll be like much, you'll be like a one, it'll be like one or two people that join at a time. Or maybe we'll wait for like a cohort of 10 people to join together. That might probably be like more supportive. But yeah, I never thought that I would like put a cap on this to be totally honest with you. But it really makes me excited because it's a different way of doing things. And I really believe in it. And I'm really excited about all we have to offer. And in Q3 of the North Node, holy shit, fuck, it's going to be so good. Ah, I'm so excited about it. We're, as I said, we're talking about sacred work and sales, and we just have so much cool programming that's happening. And I'm just really excited to see everything that happens and to meet all of our new members and to connect and to like be in community together. And to also like, you know, things are changing in a good way at Holisticism to retire some old products that are no longer lighting us up and to make some exciting new things that I think will be really helpful for a lot of people and to keep sort of like forging this path of creating an intuitive business that like is kind of punk rock and also like doesn't follow the traditional rules and still rules you know so yeah that's that's the north node and I'm not going to lie to you. I'm like pretty, I, I feel like a little nervous that we might sell things out. And I don't want people to think that I'm like doing this to create scarcity because that's definitely not the point. I just need to be realistic about what I can deliver in good faith. It's like, you you know, like it's like when you sell sweatshirts out or something like that, like a physical product. There's only so many you can make and keep the quality high. And, you know, it's kind of weird that it's the same in a community space because normally with digital products, you can just like scale them to infinity. But this is a living, breathing thing, the North Node. So it's a bit different. And uh, that's definitely learning for me. And I I just don't want to let anyone down. You know, I don't want anyone who wants to join to like not be able to get in. And that really like breaks my heart and the people pleaser in me (laughs) and the accommodator in me. Um, is like, well, maybe I could just, you know, like I could add a couple more hours to my schedule. I could, you know, it's okay, but it really isn't. Like, it's really important that I take care of myself and I take care of my team. And and that unfortunately means that sometimes we have to disappoint people, but it also is like such a powerful learning experience. So hopefully, like, hopefully it can be a learning and it doesn't make, it's not something that makes people mad. I don't really want you to be mad at me. I just like, I, everything I do, I do for you, but yeah. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to go now, but I, I hope that, you know, if you've been called to the North node or if this was interesting for you, um, to kind of hear about like the behind the scenes. Well, first off, I did like a deep dive on sliding scale, like a two hour class on how everything that worked really well and everything that did not work well. And you would be very surprised at what did not work well with sliding scale and also what did work well. So if you're curious about that, that's inside the North Node. There's tons of other things. Like if you just want to really see how holisticism works, um, it's all in there. We share about it all the time because I want to teach you in real time 
what I learn. I want this to be your laboratory. And yeah, I'm going to put the link in the show notes if you want to join the North Node. And if you have questions, just like shoot me a text or um, shoot me a DM on at holisticism and I'll answer it or someone from the team will answer, try, try to answer it. But yeah. And for all my North Node members, like you guys are so special and I love you so much. And and if you're a listener and you're like, damn, I really want to join the North Node, but it's not in the cards for me. That's okay too. <laughs> like that's why we make this free podcast. So that, because there was a time in my business and, and you know, we, we priced North Node at $69 a month, which is super affordable and something that at the beginning of my business, I know that I could have afforded. And there was a time you know, before I started holisticism where that would have been a really big stretch for me. It would have been more than uncomfortable. It would have put me in a place where I was like, can I pay my rent? And that's why I make so so much free stuff because, you know, your income shouldn't be a barrier to you expanding and learning and growing. And I know that if you apply what you learn in these lessons, in these podcast episodes, especially the ones about intuitive business, you will see results. And you will get to the point where you can invest in yourself and the work that you do. And, you know, investing in yourself isn't like, mm, it's it's not a substitute for growing and experimenting, you know, throwing money at the like problem by like investing in a coach, but not applying the work like that you're not going to get very far. And so it isn't like going to make you necessarily better it doesn't make you better if you can afford if you can afford you know coaching and support it can make it faster and easier but it doesn't make you better and you can still learn things like by just being absolutely voracious and by taking everything in and applying it the 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 magic is in the application it's in the action so don't forget that and sometimes being in community is what gets us in action. So that's all to say, you know what's best for you and you know what's right for you. And if you can't afford it, if this isn't going to work this time, like we still have your back, <laughs> you know? So that's all I have to say. And, um, and I, I'm not, if you can tell, I'm sort of like a terrible salesperson because I just said, you don't have to join the North Node. But I think that you get what I'm saying, right? Like, you know if it's right for you. You know if it's the right moment. And you also like, you have the magic. You've got it. You've got this. You're perfectly on time. So trust yourself. Trust where you're at. Trust what your intuition is telling you. And like, go do that badass thing that you're here to do. Go do your sacred work. Go live your purpose, dude. Life's short. (laughs) Carpe the diem, you know? All right, that's it. I'll see you on Friday. Thanks for tuning in. I love you so much. And I'll see you on the internet. Bye.